Hello, hello, what's going on, family? It's your boy Eddie No at Life with Eddie on Instagram. And welcome to If I'm Being Real Podcast, where I drop no BS episodes dedicated to helping you level up, adopt a growth mindset, live your best life, become the best version of you, along with discussing some of the coolest, dopest things in the world, like business, mental health, social justice, style, design, culture, lifestyle, sports, relationships, and so much more, man. So without further ado, let's go. Yo, what's going on, family? It's your boy, Eddie, and welcome to a brand new episode of If I'm Being Real. I have a lovely friend with me, special guest today. Her name is Julie. She is a multifaceted gangster. So I'll let her uh, introduce herself. Hi, my name's Julie. I am a real estate investor slash, I don't know any slashes, honestly. I'm just a real estate investor at this point right now. Uh, my own Prosper Investments, which is an investment company. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. For sure. You're welcome. So you forgot to leave out the part that you just got into real estate investing. Yes. I just, yeah, I literally sound like a pro. I'm so sorry. I'm not like a pro like that yet, but yeah. um, still learning process. So just started off and uh, it's been a crazy journey, but learning every day. Yeah. And do you want to? explain exactly what you did before that because um so I was always involved in real estate just because my mom was a real estate agent she's has been like since I literally could remember um but I never actually had a I never really just spiked interest in it until I just graduated uh, high school and then I graduated college and I just got into it um but I kind of just wanted to challenge myself because I've I've always been the type of person that just just went for it. And I always wanted to challenge myself and tell myself, like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. So um, with my mom, she's always been there and just trying to help me. So um, she told me, you know, I can help you get into this. So let's just let's just do it. And it was just literally a leap, a leap of faith that I took and it worked out. Mm-hmm. So but wait, what you just graduated college? Yes. In December. What did you major in? neuroscience (laughs) oh my gosh so (laughs) you were going to be a brain whole brain surgeon basically um so I still have a goal of you know getting my own treatment center for kids it's what I've always wanted to do and that's why I decided to get into real estate because I needed to get into commercial real estate so I could buy a building too so um it was kind of like a thing that I decided to go into so I could get there somehow it's just like baby steps that I had to take because it's an industry that it's not really easy for you to get into so much. So I just had to find my way around it kind of thing. Cool. cool. All right. It's admirable. Um, so like starting real estate, like coming out, coming from being the outsider, what, like what hurdles do you find yourself like facing? Um, definitely feeling like you don't know what you're doing most of the time. Um, and just feeling like people just know more than you. So you always don't feel confident in what you're doing. 
Um, and also being a woman in real estate is also hard. Um, but it just got really hard for me at the point where I just had to begin being that person just on my own because I really didn't have anyone around me that was in real estate investing. I didn't know anybody that was in real estate investing. So, um, I started getting involved in like groups with real estate. I started showing up to meetings on my, like by myself, you know, and just trying to learn a little bit about it. But it was really hard because I've always felt like I was a person in the room that, uh, didn't know so much or was not knowledgeable enough. And that definitely like, you know, hurt me a little bit along the way, but Although you studied neuroscience, so yeah, really, you're <laughs> smarter than everybody there. But okay, we'll just go with that. Uh, with right. neuroscience, I just kind of like I learned how to like read people really easily. You learn how to finesse. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say that. All right, finesse game strong. I I can I can read people pretty easily and myself as well. So um, it was really easy for me to like find out like why I was acting the way I was acting. Like also helped me like overcome my fear of like getting into real estate. Yeah. It also helped me as well with that. So dope. So. Obviously, women in real estate, it's more of a uh, kind of gender specific, like a lot of men kind of control that industry, I guess. Yeah. But now women are on the rise because, you know, it's, it's female power in these days. So, like, yep. as a woman and seeing other women, how do you feel like you can make yourself different? Um, With I've honestly like I've had so much support from other women in real estate. But when it came to having to deal with the male in a situation, I always got like, oh, sweetie, oh, honey. Like when they talk to you on the phone, they always kind of like talk to you like you're already oppressed or something you know yeah. um and actually it, it was really hard for me in the beginning because like I said it was a situation where I never felt confident enough with the knowledge that I had because I always thought like this guy probably knows more than I do you know but with women when I did talk to women about it or whatever situation I was in I was able to you know share my actual thoughts and I didn't have to sound like I knew what I was talking about because I felt like that per that woman like understood me enough to be able to say like okay like you're human like you can make mistakes but with guys especially like being in that field with it's basically just guys it was always just hard but like I said I overcame it <laughs> so um, I think I'm doing okay cool cool so like how do people react because obviously let's just talk about this because I know you're a little sh you're a little shy here <laughs> this is your first time so first time what um you obviously have made deals yeah. So you're in here, like you, you, you're a little, you're a seasoned vet a little bit. Yeah. On the low a little bit. We'll be, on, we'll be modest about it. So when you talk to different investors and different people in the space, like how do they react when they've even talked to you as a woman and then being maybe that they know you're a young woman? Yeah. Um, they, they were pretty uh surprised, I would say, but um, when they asked me like, oh, uh, you know, how did you get into this? Like, how did you spike an interest in that? the fact that I was raised by an independent woman already and the fact that I was raised by somebody that was in the field, um, it was something that was like, oh, now I know why. You know, I was like, that's why you're so driven. That's why this and that. So um, it was just a situation that people would just try to make sense of it. And like I said, like I'm, I'm always somebody that I was never scared to like take, you know, take risks and, and go after it. But I've been in rooms where I was sitting down. It was just me as a woman and everybody else was a guy and they would look at me like, sideways like what is she doing here like what is she doing like you know is she joking or is this a joke you know yeah but um I gained like respect from a lot of men in the industry so I'm really happy about that not that I would need that you know but um it definitely does help for you to even do your job better to be honest yeah for sure that's cool man um so all right so real estate is very crazy a lot of people are trying to get into it but a lot of people think you need a lot of 
like capital. That's the number one myth of getting into real estate investing. Yeah. Um, the fact that you think you need a lot of money to get into it. So I got into into it without like no money from me. Mm-hmm. So should I so get into that? Yeah. So like you're, what do you mostly do? Real estate wholesaling? Well, I started off with wholesaling. Okay. Um, it kind of just like fell into my lap, to be honest, because I started like joining a bunch of real estate groups on Facebook. You guys can totally join. It's like free and you guys can learn a lot of stuff there. Um, but I started joining a lot of real estate groups on Facebook and they started talking about something called wholesaling. I probably got into this like August last year. Um, and I was just like, what is wholesaling? You know, like, what do you do? But just to like simplify it, you're basically just flipping a contract. Mm-hmm. So you're going after the the owner of the property. You're offering them, you know, whatever, 150000 for example, for their property. And then you're going to go to a buyer and you're going to offer them for 160. So you're making 10 grand on top of the contract, basically. Um, and that's another way that's really easy for you to get into. Uh, sorry. <laughs> that's another way for you to um, get into real estate. Um, because if you are able to, let's say, wholesale five properties in a month at 10 grand each, you have enough money to get started in real estate. Yeah. So it's pretty. Okay. Simple. So y- we know what it is. Obviously, we know how you start, but like, what is, if you have somebody that's getting started, like what advice would you give them? Um, so the easiest way to get into real estate is uh, with house hacking. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, what it is, is you are getting an FHA loan. You're buying a triplex, duplex, whatever it is. With that money, you're living in one of them. You're renting out the two or three. And that money is paying for your mortgage and also having a passive income for you every month. Major key alert, guys. Yeah, it's pretty simple. That is gangster. FHAs, you only need 3.5% down yep. payment, and you just need a 580 credit. 580? Yeah. It's like minimum. That's like... You guys, yeah. I'm sure you guys have better It doesn't than get better than that. Yeah, it's very um, easy. So with the FHA, they don't let you um, rent out the property as soon as you buy it. Mm-hmm. So the house hack is because, because a multifamily, which is a two, three, fourplex, is... Legally, a multifamily, you can still live in one and rent out the three. Yeah. But after a whole year, that's when you can actually rent out the uh, other place where you're living. So you can move out, rent all the f- three or four uh, places, and you can refinance that property, get some equity out of it, and then you can buy another one and do the same thing over and over again. Whole lot of money to be made. Yep. Um, that's crazy. All right. So, real estate investing. This is like the real, it's where the money's at. So, you. We're working on a deal. Uh, that I did in Fort Pierce, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So I bought that property uh, beginning of February for one hundred ninety-eight thousand. I paid a wholesaler fifteen k for it. So he was able to make his assignment fee on it. He brought me the property the same way that I just explained. He flipped the contract to me. Um, bought it for one ninety-eight. Spent around, I want to say thirty-eight, thirty-eight grand on it, and I sold it for three hundred five. Okay. Wow, you made so, a lot of money. Yeah, you know. I made good money. Made yeah. Big money. Yeah. Um so the buying and flipping and then the whole like so you buy and hold or like you buy and you like renovate. It's it has like an acronym, right? Like B R or something. Yeah, I don't it's know called it's the Burr method. Burr method, yeah. It's a buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. Yeah. There you so go. So basically you su- you subscribe yeah. to that? <laughs> Is that like your is that your formula? Is that the sauce? Is that the secret sauce? Yeah. Okay. Basically, yeah, that's what the what it stands for. But um people usually um the way that they do that is because they want to keep properties um, because there's a 1031 exchange that you have to do when you're flipping properties. I keep hitting this thing. I'm so sorry. 
Um, there is a thir- uh, 1031 exchange that you have to do with, with flipping properties. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say that, let's say that I made 50 grand on this property. I'm going to have to roll that money into another investment. So I don't have to pay taxes on it at the end of the year. It's called a 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. With buy and hold, you don't have to do that. If you're buying your property and you're just renting it out, you don't have to worry about taxes that much, you know? Um, and it's better to have more doors with passive incoming, uh, passive income coming in every month than having to deal with the headache of always having to flip a property, for example. Yeah, cool. This is, this is, I'm learning, man. I don't even know. This is like, <laughs> this girl's a seasoned vet over here. She's schooling all of us. Um, so like Airbnbs is a thing now. And I know that, um, it's Airbnb itself, the company runs and they own no property. Yep. And they're a billion dollar company essentially. They have a lot of fees. They have a lot of fees. Yep. <laughs> but somebody's got to make money. That's how they got to yeah, make money. Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, they're the company that doesn't have, it's like Uber who doesn't really necessarily own cars. So like how um, people that are trying to g- buy a property and then like Airbnb it, is that something that you think is like worthwhile? Like is that a way, another way for passive income? I actually like that idea better than just having one tenant in place um, because if you're able to rent out, if let's say you have a property in Fort Lauderdale, for example, um, the nightly rates in that area are going for 300 a night. Yeah. So if you have like a three bedroom for 300 a night, you're making a lot of money every month, you know, mm-hmm. instead of just renting it out for one person at 15 or 1800 a month. So you actually make way more money and Airbnb has a, a million dollar liability policy, okay. which also protects your property as well. So, um, if I ever did get into buying holding, I would definitely go through the Airbnb right route just because it's, you make more money. So yeah. that's just point blank. <laughs> so would you say that? If we're okay, if somebody's trying to get into real estate in general and they're saying, All right, what's gonna give me more bang for my buck? What am I gonna get the most profits from? Out of all those things, what would you say is the most Honestly, it depends on what you have more patience to deal with. Okay, yeah. Um I really like the fact that I can like rehab a property, like come in and be like, This is how I want the bathroom done and this is how I want the floors and the kitchen and you know. Um some people they just wanna go straight to making money. Mm-hmm. Um so they just want other people to do the job for them and just collect the check at the end of the month. Um and that's totally okay too, you know, but, um, I really, my mom used to flip houses before. So I was always in that as well. I was, I was always in, you know, seeing her do that. So it was always something that I was, I was like passionate about it, but I never was like out there about it. So that's why I decided to get into it. But, um, I like flipping. I, you make money with anything that you do with real estate investing, (coughs) but, um, I like flipping because you get to go through the process of, you know, this bathroom, this floor, this tile, and I really like that. I really enjoy doing that. Yeah, see, I mean, you're a girl. You want to... Yeah, of wanna, course, you know, I want to, like... Make it all fancy, pretty, you know, yeah. do the whole vibe. Okay. I want to, like, choose my nice mirrors. This girl know? sends me, like, we go through... Our messages are just Pinterest pins, boards. Yo, yep. she sends me... Yo, she's helping me hook up my living room right now. I just moved to a new place. This girl is... The, she's got the sauce, man. He you wanted to, to get, that. like, those modular sofas that are so... I got one, yeah. Y- you got that one? I got that one. Fire. Why? Because it's my aesthetic. You know the aesthetics. Come on. Yeah, but I told you it wasn't comfortable. Oh, the review said it was comfortable. <laughs> it should just got to break it in, but they're comfortable, so. You got to, like, sleep on it for, like, every single day for the next year to break it in. Oh, for sure. Trust me, movie night at my crib, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. So, um, yeah, this girl's, this girl's a legend, man. We're talking to a legend here, guys. Um... Rental arbitrage. What is that about? That's like a new thing now. Tell me about that. I just got into that, actually. I know, I know you're on top of the industry, so tell I me. Just, I'm like the type of person that I like like to do a little bit of everything. So I don't know if it's like ambition. I would say it is. Could probably. you guys tell that she... <laughs> Whatever. Just casually throw that in there. All right. Um, I just... 
you know, I, I flipped houses. Like I know the process of, uh, renting, like buying a property, renting it out just with a tenant, know the process of buying a property, renting it out on Airbnb. But now there's also something that you can rent out the property from a landlord and then you put it on Airbnb. So let's say that that landlord is asking for a 1500 a month rent. You convince him that, you know, that's, that's okay for you. And you, you're going to be paying him the 15,000, uh, 1500 a month. And then from there, you just go to Airbnb and you list it and you probably make like triple that amount. So it's like a form of wholesale, uh, wholesaling, but like, like I'm talking about in terms of like having the talking to somebody and then convincing them to do like a contract. And yeah. Then, yeah. Um, you would probably like the way that I like to, I've been trying to like, you know, pitch some things to landlords already because I've been trying to get into it. Trying to lock down like big <laughs> properties, like buildings and stuff, guys. Trust me. It's no small feat. Um, so I've been trying to like pitch to landlords and, um, I like came up with this pitch, you know, like, hi, I'm Julie. Um, I own Prosper Investments and I'm a real estate investor. And, uh, I have some clients that come to your area that I am coaching to learn how to real estate because I have properties in the area. Um, part of my package is like having a five day, um, a five day coaching thing. And I need a place to be able to accommodate my clients as part of the package. So I wanted to know if you're willing to a uh, corporate lease it to me. Um, so if the landlord agrees to it or not, um, if he doesn't, I always just try to offer like third party insurance or anything else. Or sometimes it even comes out to you still making profit. If you even offer him like 10% of what you make or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so it's a really good business for you to get into a for really sure. good one. That sounds good. Just the thing is, I'm, I wonder how people, how they, they are landlords, if they're open to it or they're like, yeah, what are you trying to scam me sometime? They're actually landlords. that have no idea what corporate leasing is. Um, I would imagine, right? Yeah. yeah. So I actually uh, talked to a couple of them that was literally like, oh, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even know what that is. So when you get those kind of people, they're actually the easiest ones to deal with because they're opening to listening to what you have to say. And you have a better way to explain to them what it is. And, you know, you have your way around everything. Um, when you work with landlords that know what it is and they kind of think that they know what you want to do, they're more a little bit closed off to it. So they'll probably say no. And then that's when you have to start convincing them and everything. So, so that's when your sales, skill, sales skills kick in. Yeah. You got to be like really, I guess, aggressive, right? You have to form a relationship with them. Yeah. Same thing with wholesaling, you know. Um, the first three properties that I wholesaled, I never even spoke to them on the phone. It was literally through text. But the first person that I ever called to get a contract, like through the phone, I, that person sold their property for me in that conversation on the phone because they feel like, I don't know, it just gets more personal, you know, yeah. when you're talking on the phone with them. So, um, I don't know, it's just, it's just, a, a, they feel like you're human and like they want to work things out with you, you know? Yeah. I mean, you're texting. I mean, who knows? You might have been talking to like Bill Cates' son, who <laughs> probably goes to Rolling Loud on his, you know, free time, flies a private jet. Yeah, you so never he, know. he was like, yo, I don't want to talk on the phone. I'm texting. I'm a, I'm a millennial. I'm not even a millennial, whatever there is, generation Z. Gen Z's. Gen Z year, because I'm a millennial still. So you are? I'm going to hold on to that. Yeah. I'm not that old, guys. Come on. I'm not that what old. What year are you? I'm 88. Um, You're 88? I was born in 88. Yeah, I'm old, man. I'm no. I'm not old. I literally thought he was like 23 or 24 or Are something. Are you crazy? I'm not crazy. 23. I'm, I'll take that as a compliment, man, because I got some grades right here, guys. <laughs> We're going to talk about that. That is a compliment. That's what I say. I'll take it as a compliment. Yeah, for okay. sure. Awesome. Well, I think I'm a Gen Z then, right? I'm 96. Yeah, you're my sister's age. Woo. My sister, yeah. You're my sister. Yeah? Yeah. Sister's so I'm a Gen Z? Uh, Oscar, you know about that? What is yeah. that? Are you, do you have any kind of knowledge? Are you Google? 
Like, uh, Can you figure out what that is? Can you hit the Google, please, man? Okay. The uh, Gen Z. Why did he kind of say that with like some shade? That was shade. He was just yeah, like, yo, that you, was like, you don't have the sauce like that. Yeah, I felt yeah. that shade. He's, yeah, he's salty. It's all good. He's trying to do better this time from the, the last experience you guys had. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, so what? Okay, we talked about rental arbitrage. That's the new, that's the new wave. Um, just bare bones. What do people have to have in order to start? With rental arbitrage? No, with all of all overall real estate investing, wholesaling, like what do you recommend them? Do you recommend them to go to YouTube University? Do you recommend them to go, to go get a real estate license to know the other lingo? Like what are you? Yeah, you would have to have a little bit of all of it. Um, <clears throat> I went to YouTube. I went to actual uh, meetings at like Marriott and Boynton Beach. Um, they have, they hold like a lot of uh, real estate uh, meetings there and stuff. Um, I learned a lot there as well. Um YouTube, Google, Bigger Pockets, love that website. They teach you, they have a podcast as well. Like they teach you a lot about wholesaling and all that stuff. Um, real estate. Um, there's a lot of information out there, you know, and there are people that are literally charging like ten thousand a month, five thousand a month to teach you how to uh, real estate invest. And I honestly I think that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is free information that's out there. Even TikTok is teaching people how to wholesale. You yeah, know? I know you send me TikToks all the time. <laughs> Oh, why you gotta put that on blast like that what's wrong with that is there anything wrong with tiktok it's the vibe now come on that's a good thing that's a plus um i actually learned a lot on tiktok as well with wholesaling you know after i got into it rental arbitrage as well Mm -hmm. um so i think that the easiest way for you to get into it is you just need honestly like to just talk about it wherever you are um at the doctor at the dentist um i've literally met with people in places that like I knew a friend of a friend that was there and they asked me like, Oh, what do you do? And I wasn't even doing anything yet, but I was like, I'm in real estate, you know? And they were just like, cool. Like, are you flipping houses? Like, and I'm like, no, I'm wholesaling. I hadn't, I didn't even wholesale like one property at the time, but I was like, yeah, I'm wholesaling, you know, that's game strong. (laughs) Make it till you make it. Make it till you make it. Um, so he was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. You know? So, um, I ended up getting really close to this person and, you know, I was helping him as well, like start with wholesaling and I, I don't mind helping people, you know? Um, and he was able to close a lot of deals as well, you know, and he closed the deal before even I did. Wow. So, um, that's when I was like, I got to close the deal now. Yeah. It's like, I just taught him how to do it, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways for you to get into it. You just like, there's a lot of information on the internet. Like don't go paying people to, you know, 10 grand. That's a lot of money. It's a lot know? of money. That's some, yeah. most people don't have that in their yeah, bank account, exactly. not even their savings or their 401k. So, <laughs> uh, trust me, I know, um, <laughs> <laughs> not me but i know some people that don't spend their money right we see them on social media guys no shade yep no uh, shade no shade given uh if you okay so tell me about prosper investments we didn't even talk about the bread and butter this is this <laughs> this is why we're here why um, how did you get started why did you get started without not because you wanted to be a millionaire no why did you get started um i had to like think about this one because i i literally like opened up the company like I went on somebody's.org and opened it up because I was about like I had the property to buy the one that I just flipped and I was like I don't have a company to put it under and I was like I have to come up with something you know so I was talking to my friend about it and he was like you know I was I was pitching some ideas to him and he pitched them back and I was like I really like the word prosper but you know I don't know like what to do with it he's like yeah prosper investments corp like that's pretty cool it literally like just came out of nowhere And I opened up the company and then that's when I was able to like tell the wholesaler, 
yeah, like you can put under my company name. And I was like, this is like, I am ready. Like this is set. Like this is a sign from the Jesus, you know, <laughs> that like I need to do this. Um, so it really, it was a blessing in disguise for me. Cause I had, I had just graduated college yeah. with a neuroscience degree. Neuroscience. So I was like, I really don't know what to do at this point, but I have to do something to make myself money, you know, cause I have to like think about my future and think about like my kids and what I'm, you know, I don't, I want them to inherit like land and, and, and properties, you know, not shoes and bags. Yeah. So I was like, I actually want to do something for myself, you know? So that's yeah. why I was like, let me go ahead and, and try to do something. So it came out of nowhere. But when, once I started flipping that property, I started getting to other things. I started wholesaling more in the process of waiting for the, the property to get done, you know, with the contractors and everything. So I just like completely developed my whole focus to it. And it was honestly like amazing. I, I literally like, that's my company now. It's like my baby, you yeah, know, 24 like, years old. Yeah. I'm about to be 25. Unbelievable. How many CEOs, you know, at 24 <laughs> years old that actually are like legit CEOs. Come on. Stop sleeping, guys. This girl is, is good, man. She's good. Um, that's amazing. That's actually so mar admirable. Um, what? So, like, running a business, obviously, you're, like, doing it by yourself, mostly. Yeah. Obviously, it's a little easier because it's, like, a real estate business. I feel like you could manage it better yeah. than, like, a creative business or something like that. Yeah. Um, do you ever experience, like, hardcore burnout? Do you ever – how does the mental health aspect jump into the real – like, you being a new um, – in real estate? There's a uh, – Honestly, like, to be 100% transparent, I had a lot of moments that I thought, like, am I doing this right? Or, like, um, you know, should I be doing this a different way? Or um, is this good enough? Um, will I ever get somewhere with this, you know? Um, I'm pretty good at time management. I'm pretty good at trying to um, manage everything and just try to understand what I'm doing. But the only thing that I that I said that I basically struggle with is that I always want to do so much at once because of that, like, ambition that I have. So sometimes that I can stumble like upon a lot of things at once and I can get frustrated with it, you know, but I've been trying to, you know, wake up every day and just try to like set up a list of things to do. And, you know, I, I got a Google calendar. Okay. Okay. So Schedule. I'm like, putting she, got, it she got a personal assistant guys, but <laughs> all right, she could act modest right now. It's fine. I yep. do not have a personal assistant. Okay. That's not what you told me before we got on here, but all right. That's cap. He's lying on his podcast. <laughs> I don't lie, guys. You know this. Come on. Um, but, yeah, it's just, um, honestly, like, when I got into the industry, it's really hectic. It is a really hectic in industry just because everything is, you know, it's it's time period. And, you know, uh, my contracts close in, like, 10, 15 days. I sold the property that I flipped in eight days. Wow. So um, the, the market's really hot right now as well. Yeah. But um, it was something that, I like, I had to go after everything by myself. You know, I have to... And then there's fees every year that you have to pay and like everything just starts, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. It's not that bad. You guys can do it. It's just, <laughs> yeah, you right can now, do it. If I can do right it, now. you can do it. Yeah. If she can do it. I mean, well, hold on. She has a neuroscience <laughs> degree. You guys that can do it. Nothing. We're going to be positive, but she's got, she's got a one up on you guys. Come on. It's a little bit. She's a little good. All right. So I'm going to do something new. Cause I have this, you're actually my first guest. You're like my, I've been doing podcasts by myself so far. I'm getting on the road. You're my first actual guest. So really? It is. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't interviewed anybody yet. It's the first time I've ever interviewed. Well, I'm like 10 times more honored now. Are you saying that because I sound like a pro or are you saying that because you just thought I had guests? No. Like, okay, cool. Okay, I, I really, I think it's cool that you like chose me to be your first guest. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's you know why? Because cool. you're cool and I, you know, we have a connection. We're cool like that. So, and you're just too smart. So, what do you want me to do? Yeah, right. So, you know, 
right. So I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire questions. Oh, gosh. Right. It's going to okay. be three. Gonna and be you got to answer them like quick. Like how quick? Not like that quick. It's not OD rapid fire. Maybe like I'll give you a minute each. Okay. Okay. All right. So first question. If, okay. What keeps you up at night? TikTok. Damn. <laughs> social media addiction. Did you guys hear my last podcast? If you didn't listen to it. What? <laughs> you know this. I send you things at like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I don't even know. Yo, I don't even know how to use TikTok right now. I still don't know how to use it. I'm trying to find the, the DM button. I'm looking to get to Instagram and it's because this girl's sending me things. I go on the feed and I see like your follows. I'm like, where's the DMs at? <laughs> This girl sends me, yo, she's going to get me schooled on TikTok. He texts sure. me, he's like, girl, do you not go to sleep? And I'm like, no, I'm working. <laughs> she has insomnia, like. Yeah, really bad, actually. Yeah, so that's what keeps you up, insomnia? Um, yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. And thinking about how you're going to take over the world? Well, that too. But okay. that's not something, like, I can still sleep on that. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, Pinky in the Brain? No. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oscar, you know about that? Yeah. Pinky in the Brain? Oh my god. Alright, we're good. Youngsters. Pink what in the brain was on Nickelodeon. Oh. The nineties is a nineties thing. But like you're in the nineties, so But I was in Brazil. Doesn't matter. There's it's no Nickelodeon in Brazil in the nineties. Really? Yeah. Do we need a fact check? Because these days yeah. we gotta fact check everything. You should because Alright, but you should watch it. I just came in like for the Datsel Raven like Disney part of you were just, childhood. You just missed it. Which is Disney. Yeah, Disney. Pink I never was actually like a Nickelodeon person. Okay. Well I was. Pinky and the Brain, that's one thing we have different in, in, in common, not in common. Pinky and the Brain were two uh, mouses. One was like, one was really smart, one was kind of stupid. Okay. And they used to, they used to make this, they used to have this quote, they used to say, what are we doing, Pinky? And then we're going to take over the world. Like he would answer. Yeah. So it was like, they were like trying to take over the world. That's cool. If I said it right, I don't know if I did it right. But <laughs> that's what I remember from childhood. It was been, clearly from my age, it's been How a long. How long ago was that? Uh, 20 plus years. I don't know, man. A little old. Um, okay. So insomnia keeps you up at night? insomnia for sure um yeah and then just plotting and scheming and yeah i literally like are you that person that like you lay in bed and then you start thinking about like your whole life and like you start thinking about like how to plan out your life yeah that's what i do as well so i would say that that keeps me up at night as well okay. i'm just the type of person i'm always trying to plan something like i'm always trying to like move or like do something different with my life you know yeah what do you got coming up i hear you're traveling somewhere i'm going to rio moves. yeah Ooh, well rio. this is just a vacation so just a bit okay yeah just i feel like vacation. so i'm able to also reward myself so like it's something that i learned to do because it was also something that i always thought that like i have to work i have to work i have to work you know but um this trip that i'm going on is literally something that i told myself like i have to just go and just like be proud of myself and, and everything that I've done, you know. So I'm just gonna go to Rio. Yeah, chill out a little that's bit. That's dope. You and that's my it. country. So yeah, you know? Brazil. I don't even want to say. It. <laughs> how do you how do you say how do you say Brazil in in Brazil? It has like a Brazil. Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Oh, slit. All right. Cool. Um. Okay. Another question. If you could turn back the time, turn back time to your 18 year old self to when you're 18, what would you tell yourself? Um. To not care about what people think. Damn. And, um, <laughs> shots fired. Dropping bombs. Shots. <laughs> Yo. Um, and honestly, like, to just go after your dreams and, like, what you want, you know? And just not care about what other people think. And to have patience with yourself. Yeah. Because. That's, that's amazing. Yeah, I've, it's something that I had to learn to deal with, especially in real estate, you know? Mm -hmm. um, always feeling like, you might be doing something wrong or 
you know, you might not be good enough at what you're doing and you want to give up. So mm-hmm. definitely patience and not caring about what people think. That's amazing. That's really good because I still don't. I sometimes struggle with that. I ain't going to lie. Can I ask you these questions? Yeah, but we got one more left. Okay. And we may run out of time, so you may not get a chance. Okay, right. that's not fair. Uh, no, nah, we'll, we'll do it. Well, you could ask me. Okay. Um, last question. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be and why? You could just say who would they be. Like, quick. Um, Gary V, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. he's got a lot of wisdom. He does. He's yeah. really intense. So I wanted to like show up to one of his, you know, things that he does and just like raise my hand and ask a question and have him like slap me in the face with words. Get cussed out or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then it go viral. Yeah, yeah, that thing that's like reality check right there. I think I would love to um yeah, just have like an opportunity. Um, anybody from Shark Tank. I'm obsessed with that show. That show's good. Yeah. Yeah. I love that show. Okay. And um let me see who else. Probably the founder of Bigger Pockets. I'm obsessed with yeah, that place. Okay. I'm obsessed with that website and stuff. Like they actually taught me a lot, you know. Nice. That's good. Yeah. Well, they're all live though, right? So they are. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Awesome. Well. I can't think of anybody that's like dead that I would wanna. Yeah. That just means I don't have any culture, right? Nah, not at all. It just means that you just like to look at people that are alive. Who would you ask? Like who do you wanna see? Ah, <sighs> it's a rough one. Probably Jay Z. He's alive. Okay, I was about to be like, what? I mean, he's a billionaire. Why wouldn't I want to sit down with a billionaire? And I find out how he did his, you know, how to rose to fame. Um, that's a rough one. Bill Gates, maybe? No, not Bill Gates. Um, Steve Jobs, maybe? I should have thought about that one. He, I don't care what people say, man. That guy created Apple, and that's I live off of Apple, and everybody else in this world does. So, yep. yeah, I feel like he would be good. Um, maybe, um, maybe like Bob Marley, maybe? And only because he was so like on another level, like his like he was like one step ahead, and he was a great musician. I feel like he had yeah. a lot of knowledge, a lot of peace and zen, and a lot of people from like the islands and stuff. Yeah. They're really like big on that, so I feel like I would want to talk with him. But these are just like off the cuff. I I probably have a big list, but I'm just gonna give you those three. Those those are yeah, those are good answers. Yeah, honestly, cool. I should have picked somebody that's like not here, like dead, but I couldn't think of anybody. No, it's fine. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> we'll do another one and I'll think we'll of We'll do another one, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Dope. Well, it's been an amazing podcast. This is my first ever host, Julie. I'd actually never been in a podcast. I'm, like, so excited to be here. And she's actually doing amazing, so don't, you know. Really? Yeah, I know you're a little, you're a little nervous. I know you are. Yeah, I mean, I everybody was, usually does. Well, in the beginning, I was nervous because, you know, it's like, I feel, well, we didn't want this to be an interview, obviously, so I was really That's focusing it. on not doing that. You for know, sure. So. Well, you did a good job, so. And Oscar did an amazing job behind the board. So uh, thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe if I'm being real podcast. And um, stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.